Hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans and uh, I got some good stuff to talk about today. Hope you guys are all doing well wherever you're at. I know the world is crazy right now at the time of this recording. We got the the crazy coronavirus going on. People are out of work. Uh, I myself have had seven big events cancel and probably more to come. And it's been uh, hitting us hard, every uh, everybody. I, I don't know anybody that hasn't been affected by this in some way or another. But anyways, uh, my goal today is to get your mind off all that crap and get you thinking about uh, your meals and give you a little escape from the world for a minute. And we're going to talk about what your meal needs to know before they graduate from the snaffle bit. Um, some of you that are listening kind of know know me and kind of know what I'm into and some of you are new to this and for those of you that are new um, my focus and my big goal in my mulemanship is to progress my mules to the bridle Um, and I follow a very particular tradition I follow the Great Basin Buckaroo tradition of working with horses and mules and donkeys and that basically means in a short story uh, I start all my animals in a snaffle bit and then I progressed to the hackamore. And when I say hackamore, I'm talking about the traditional hackamore. Uh, I'm not talking about the mechanical junk. I'm talking about a, a Bozell, a Hanger, and a McCarty. That makes up a, a hackamore. Anyways, after I get things going good in that as well, I progress to the two rein. The two rein is a hackamore and a bridle bit combination. And then I progress to the bridle after that. Um, and what I mean by bridle, I'm talking about a half-breed bit or a spade bit. Um, there's a variety of uh, there's a variety of bridle bits, um, and it just kind of depends on what you're into, what you like to do. So, anyways, today I'm going to talk about the first progression, which is the snaffle bit. Um, when I'm talking about a snaffle bit, I'm talking about uh, O-ring, smooth mouth snaffle bit. Uh, a D-ring snaffle also works really good, or an egg butt. There's lots of different types of snaffles. What I'm not talking about is anything with shanks. So this is just purely uh, a bit that operates off of, basically, if you put five pounds of pressure, that's all they feel. There's no lever involved. There's no uh, uh, anything to add more to what you're doing. It's if, if you pull five pounds, they feel five pounds. Anyways, that's the snaffle bit I'm talking about. Um, so, first thing, um, I usually spend two years in a snaffle bit. That's the average. Sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. But if I had to put a number to it, it'd be about two years. In that time, I'm pretty much teaching my mule everything they're ever going to need to know. So, that's a big key that a lot of people forget or a lot of people don't think about. But once I am out of the snaffle, there's not anything new they're going to learn. After that snaffle, it's basically just refining what I've already taught them. So that's a big piece of the puzzle there. Um, A question I get quite a bit is, why progress out of a snaffle bit? And when you hear what I need to do to graduate out of a snaffle, you might ask the same question. For me, I, I... I want more refinement. I want to advance my mules. I want to go as far as I can with every mule that I work. Um, 
and I really love the, the tradition. Um, and I love the product that you get when you go through the, all these progressions, the snaffle and the hackamore and the terrain and the bridle. I love the results. And uh, I've seen fantastic results from my mentors. I've had fantastic results myself. And basically, it's got me addicted to it. I just love it. It's, it's amazing what these animals are capable of. And it's amazing what you are capable of, us, us as humans, as teachers. It's amazing what we can get done, you know, if we just give the animal a chance. But uh, so that's the main reason I progress Avisnaffle at some point is is for that that advancement. Um, a lot of people that come to my clinics, maybe they're not into they're not into that tradition. They don't care about making bridal meals or bridal horses. That's okay, no problem. For some of these people that come to my clinics, they have interest in showing. You know, there's lots of good mule shows nowadays, and and those of you that are into the horses, there's lots of good horse shows and stuff to go to and. All of these classes, you need to be in a bridal bit, and nothing wrong with that. But anyways, if that's if that's the reason, that's good. Uh, but if I'm being perfectly honest, after I tell you the list of things that I need to be able to do in the snaffle bit, you, you know, you'll you'll realize that you know if you're if you're an average trail rider, um, if if you're not interested in showing and you're not interested in making bridal mules, then there's no reason for you to ever graduate out of a snaffle bit. You could stay in that forever, and it'd be just fine. You shouldn't have a single issue if you follow this list that I'm going to give you, and you'd be fine. So anyways, but for those of you that are interested in learning about this snaffle bit progression, I'm going to dive into it now. I'm going to give you a list of things that I need to be able to do in the snaffle bit before I can ever graduate. Um, some of these are going to be pretty obvious. Some of them are going to kind of get you thinking. But basic moves, like you need to be able to move the hind quarters. You need to be able to move the front quarters. You need to move both the hind and the front together and separate. Um, you know, that's that's just pretty simple. Everything should, should be able to do that. You should be able to ride on course on a loose rein at all speeds and transitions. That's a little bit bigger that's a little bigger bite to take there. That's that's a little bit challenging. So you might think about that one a little while, but that's really important to me because I cannot progress with collection and other things that we're going to talk about. I can't I cannot pick up on two reins uh, until I have my mules riding on course on loose rein at all speeds and transitions. I need to have that control there. Um, I need to be able to stop. Uh, both a hard stop right in their tracks or a gradual stop you know for the average person that's out working cattle and uh, or out on the mountain or trail riding you know a hard stop is really not not as commonly used as is to gradual stop you know so I need to have both types of stops um, I need to be able to back them up lightly without brace without resistance they should be pulling with their haunches um, I ought to be able to pick up a soft feel at, at all speeds and transitions the soft feel alone this this segment is huge and this will be the biggest time taker of all of every of all the things I'm going to give you for this naphobit progression this is going to be the biggest time taker of them all 
So I need to be able to pick up a soft field at a standstill. That's a no-brainer. I need to be able to pick it up at a, at a walk, at a trot, and a lope. Then I need to be able to hold it at a walk, a trot, and a lope for as many strides as I'd like. Then I need to be able to hold a soft fill from the stop to the walk, and then from the walk to the trot, the trot to the lope, that transition upward. Then I need to be able to hold that soft fill downward from a lope to the trot to the walk to the stop. And then at some point, I need to be able to maintain that soft feel all the way through from a stop all the way up to a lope, all the way back down to a stop and a back up. They should be soft. Now, you might have to rewind that, listen to it again. But if you can get those things going, that is awesome. That is major. That's, a, that's the biggest time taker right there out of all these moves. So that'll keep you busy for a long time. And then I need to be able to do things like simple lead changes. The mule ought to be able to counter canter a little bit. They ought to be able to uh, do, a, do a flying lead change. It doesn't have to be perfect at the snaffle bit stage at all, but they need to have a couple of them under their belt, a couple tries at it. Um, but simple lead changes should just be down. They should be just perfect at it. And uh, I ought to have them leg yielding pretty good. They ought to side pass, half pass, haunches in, shoulder in, all those lateral movements. Those should be going pretty good. Um, you should, you know, if you're, you guys are listening to this, you're probably like, oh, wow. Basically, you ought to have really dang good control of your animal, uh, both ends and all together. They ought to be handy before they ever graduate out of a snaffle bit. To top that off, I need to be able to have this animal safe enough on the trail, uh, be able to cross water, logs, rocks, everything. They should be finished on the trail. They should be a finished pack mule. They should be able to pony a pack mule. They should be able to pull a string behind them. Uh, all, all my mules need to have other things on the list. This might, not, this might not be applicable to you, but this is, I'm sharing you what I need to do. And all my mules have to be able to work a cow they might not be cowy but they need to be willing to push a cow at least somewhere i don't expect them to be cutters but they need to be able to do something with a cow they need to be able to i like to rope off my mules so i'd like to be able to rope on them and uh, you know drag something and above all they should be safe enough finished enough you should have enough quality going on with these mules that you would feel totally cool about putting a little baby on in the front of you as you ride. I'm not saying it has to be a finished kid mule um, to where you turn loose by themselves, but it needs to be safe enough that you would feel confident taking a little baby for a ride. That's how good this animal needs to be. So you might add things to that list that you might require. You know, if you're a jumper, you might add some of that in there. If you're, uh, you know, whatever you're into, if you're into playing polo, you know, you might, have that those things on your list as well but i i give you my list um and that that's what all my meals needed to do before they ever graduate out of a snaffle bit it's so important to me that they can do all these things it's so important that you don't flunk out of the snaffle bit i see so much of it and i hear about so much of it emails messages and at the clinics 
people that fail out of the snafu, but they can't get something done. But if you follow the process, and, and uh, we've talked about it before, you can look us up and you can find our checklist just about anywhere it seems like. But I'm going to do an episode on our checklist uh, here in the future. Uh, but I follow this checklist in order for a reason. It's a very particular order. And I need to follow this and stay on task and go up that list until they're successful. If you go in order like this, the troubles just, they just don't come, folks. They just don't happen. I don't, I mean, you're taking risk all the time. I get that. You know, you're, you're working with an animal and, and there's always a risk there. And I've been hurt lots and stuff has happened. But every time something has happened, I think I've thought back. And I know I could have prevented it if I had done a better job following this checklist. Now, that's not to say stuff's not going to happen in the future. I'm sure I'll look back and notice, I, notice that I missed something. But anyways, if you follow this Snafflebit checklist, you will be so happy you did. I've never met anybody that has went through this list and got these things going that says, Oh, gee, Ty, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Not one. I don't know, a single person that has got their mule that good that says, Oh, I was sure a waste of time. Uh, it's it's very beneficial, all these things. And, you know, I know I added in a few things that fit me personally, but everything on that list you need to have going. The things that I added that were that fit my needs was the finished on the trail, uh, being able to pull a pack mule or be packed, uh, and being able to work cattle and rope. Those are the extras. Those are the extra credit points. You might not not need those points because you might do something different but but i i primarily ride in the mountains trail ride i pack work cows and i rope that's pretty much all i do that's what i'm into uh, but all those other things on that list you need to have going good you just want to have those just awesome they don't have to be perfect don't expect perfection out of your mules and your horses but they need to be pretty good and uh, after i get those things going then i then I go to the Hackamore, and I'm going to have another episode on the Hackamore. Uh, but basically, I I check on everything again in the Hackamore, make sure I got it. Hackamore's a good testing year, basically. But uh, anyways, I hope that gives you guys something to think about. And as you guys are listening to this, you know, we're all stuck in quarantine somewhere, self-isolation or whatever it's called, whatever's going on here. And... You're, you're listening to it, and it gives you a, a big list of things to work on with your mules and your horses and your donkeys. Write, write down some goals. See where you want to be. Like I said, this progression usually takes about two years. Now, don't feel bad if it takes you longer. You know, it's no big deal. If it takes you three years, who cares? Who's keeping track besides you? Nobody, you know. And don't let peer pressure get to you. So take your time with that. And if you're really handy, you got a lot of time, oh, shoot, you might get this done in a year. Good for you. That's fantastic. Uh, any less than a year, uh, you're probably skipping some steps somewhere. Uh, even the best horsemen I know don't get these things done in less than a year. So um, it'll probably take you at least that. But uh, anyways, thank you guys for listening. I sure appreciate you all. If I could ask you a favor, I would be so grateful if you could leave us a review. Um, give us five, give us five stars and tell us what you think about these podcast episodes. I'd love it. Uh, if you guys are on social media, make sure you hit us up on 
on Facebook or Instagram. We're there. And uh, be sure to uh, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of these episodes. But I sure appreciate you guys listening. God bless you, and we'll see you down the road.